Valentine's Day is right around the corner and love is in the air. Garen Solomon here to tell you about a very special Valentine's Day offer. Spend $4.99 or more and get anywhere from a pair of Apple AirPods to a MacBook Pro. Get a special gift for the one you love and get a gift for yourself. So celebrate your love story with a gift that's made to last a lifetime. Browse our Valentine's Day gift guide online or visit us at Solomon Brothers in Bucket or Alpharetta online at SolomonBrothers.com. On another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, Deku gets to talk to the vestiges and we get to talk to you about it. Right after these ads, we have no control over. AT&T Fiber presents a straightforward moment inspired by straightforward pricing. And now we just cube the pancetta as such. So what's on the menu tonight? This carbonara I found online is fire. You gonna love it, Mom. I hope you hold on to this AT&T Fiber, son. It's nice. Yeah, you should settle down now that you're a good gillionaire. Oh, I am. I finally found the one internet I've been looking for my whole life. So, no more one-year stands? No, I'm done with all that. With AT&T Fiber, there's no price increase at 12 months. Uh, What about equipment fees? Nerp. Those were never any good for you. Exactly. But now, everything's completely straightforward. Well, in the spirit of being straightforward, I never liked any of your old ones. Me neither. Y'all never told me that. But we're being straightforward now, which feels good, yeah? Yeah. Now let's get straightforward about that girl he's been seeing. Straightforward is better. No equipment fees, no data caps, no price increase at 12 months. Live like a gagillionaire with AT&T Fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days guaranteed with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read read in just 30 days guaranteed and right now you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 323232 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 323232 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 3232 now. Text grade to 323232. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for animation, deliberation, a conversation and a celebration of a favorite action animated series. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action, animation, and cartoon seriously, but not too seriously. We are your hosts. I am Zuhair Ali. And I am Andrew Rogers. And Jay Scott is not joining us today because, you know, Japan is still a mess after that huge attack. So he is on the recovery effort with all the other heroes that are left. Yeah, I I know we're just coming up with excuses, but like taking me back to what this episode (laughs) actually held just was a weight dropped onto me. I like it's fictional and it's got that much bearing on my emotional state. You know, we talked about it a little bit in the Bad Batch episode, and I was saying just like how it was just like a very philosoph- philosophical ending to that episode. And I was talking about how, like, throughout my life, I just I get so invested in these anime stories, whether it's to distract from real life or just how good the storytelling is. But it's like just anime takes you along for this journey that a lot of other shows and movies just don't. 
it's because it's just been similar formulas just work. And that's just going to like with how emotionally packed this show is, you really feel that where it's like somebody brings up something just hits you in the feels. It's just it's like you were there. It's like that's your family that got hurt, you know? Oh, yeah. Between whether it be your family got hurt or it Todoroki's family or what happened in this episode, like as much as I was clamoring for action last episode, I was so deeply invested in this conversation surrounding all for one that I'm just I'm all in or yeah. one for all rather. Um, we're uh, gonna speaking get... of conversations, we got a lot of feedback to go through. But first, what do we have on the news docket? Well, I was going to say, you know, we had a previous episode that we teased about Star Wars The Bad Batch. If you're interested in anything Star Wars, go and check that out. We're having a lot of fun talking about that show. It was a great couple of episodes this week. But on the Star Wars news, uh, we were, you know, given the announcement that Star Wars Vision's official release date is going to be May the 4th this year. So we're going to have Star Wars plus anime. What more could we ask for on this show? Uh, It's going to be a great time. They did announce the entire... uh, schedule or not schedule slate as for what the episodes are titled and what studios are behind them we haven't had a huge chance to go over that um maybe we're going to talk about it next week in a news segment for the uh star wars side of things we just found out this was official so we're going to save that for our star wars conversation so check that out next week but just looking at it it already looks like it's going to be a fun slate and if it's anything like the first season i'm totally in I'm not trying to call you out, but Zuhair, have you finished the first season yet? I was just about to say, does that give me two months to finish the first (laughs) season? It's amazing how many times I've gone back and watched the first episode and Ninth Jedi and still haven't finished like the other episodes. That's so funny. I mean, (laughs) what's it called? The Duel? The first one? Uh, No. What? Yeah, maybe. I think it was the Duel. No. Was was that not Ronan? Maybe I thought was. I thought the duel was the one the black and white one later in the season where it was the old guy and the young Jedi. No, I don't I know. Could, I just called it the could first episode, wrong. but yeah, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll I'll finish it. I'll finish it. I'll He's going to finish that. that. And if you're curious about our thoughts, uh, Jay Scotty and I did record a podcast on this. Last year, year and a half ago, when the first season of Star Wars Visions came out, we were super pumped about that, and we're going to be pumped about this. So there's definitely going to be some conversation floating around with that. So we totally love that. But also, in the world of anime, technically we got more news, finally. Yes. Attack on Titan. I mean, excuse me, Demon Slayer uh, dropped a trailer. The trailer, as usual, shows a lot of the old stuff and then gives you snippet of the new stuff. Um, We got to see more members of the um upper moons i was trying to think of the japanese word for it kizuki yes thank you we got to see more members of the kizuki we have a better idea of like who the upper six are some we've seen some we haven't uh not too much detail went into it but naturally we're excited the la release is happening next week we get it in Woo-hoo. our theaters on March 3rd. Yes. Um, couldn't be more excited. It's eee! yeah. My if... roommate finally caught up. I got to, so I got to, to like watch that part again. And it's just like, I wouldn't have been jealous if you stopped before the Gia Toro fight. So you could see it in theaters for the first time, but he just couldn't wait with how incredible the, the Dobby and Nezuko stuff went. Um, which we get so excited about the Nezu- uh, the the Guillotoro stuff that we kind of often look over that. Like I've watched the Guillotoro fight on YouTube so many times. Um, 
I'm derailing. Clearly, you could say we love this <laughs> this stuff, and we're very excited for it. Uh, so there is a trailer. If you want to check it out, go for it. If not, you're really not missing too much. But the movie is coming out, and we're stoked for it. Yes, and on the note of the movie coming out, just so you're all aware, if you are like me and like to have a heads up about this kind of stuff, it is now appearing in the AMC app, so you can search for the movie and click the Remind Me button so that it will let you know when tickets go on sale. I can see Zuhair didn't know about this. So yeah, you should be able to have the notifications finally set up. They're not selling tickets yet because I don't think they actually officially know all of the theaters that are going to get it, but it's at least in the app now. So you should be able to take a look and have that set up. But you know, I kind of begrudgingly was like, yeah, it's coming out March 3rd because March 3rd is going to be a big day. As it turns out, breaking news as of the time we went to sit down to record this, I was just getting our notes ready and it popped up across my screen. uh, Literally eight minutes ago at this point. So yeah, it was breaking on the air live you're gonna hear this a day late and i apologize but attack on titan the final season part three part one i wish i was joking as i say all those (laughs) (laughs) all of that mashed up you know it's gonna be great it's gonna be long but they did give us some great news and they said it will be a one hour premiere on march 3rd so we are going to have so much to consume uh on that day period it's going to be epic amazing but also whoo what a you know an hour of attack on titan aaron yeager's neck (laughs) it's just an hour of aaron yelling the entire time like nothing happens Yeah, obviously we are super excited about that as much as we are amazed that I'm having to list off all of those parts, <laughs> but it's going to be a great time um, uh, for anime and for fans of animation. Yeah, I'm excited we're finally getting the final part of this, but just let it end. You're working on One Punch Man, Jujutsu Kaisen, um, Chainsaw Man. Like You're not short of any content. Just let Attack on Titan end already. It's fine. We're okay with it uh it's we're very excited for it it's obviously been a really great series a really gut-wrenching series a reminder that if you have funimation or crunchyroll they do have the first three seasons compacted into a movie so that it's a easier rewatch i plan on watching that in the next week or so because this comes out march 3rd as well so this comes out the same day that demon slayer comes out so naturally i'll be watching both all weekend so if you want to do a recap, it's easier to get one through three done in that two hour film. And then you can just watch season four. Uh, if you're like me and you like watching it live Japanese and then a rewatch and dub, that's an option as well. But I think that's it for all the anime news. It's really exciting, like how many anime movies we're getting now. Um, that time I got reincarnated to a slime was in theaters already. That's not one that I uh, that I follow, but it was just I was I was happy for anime fans that, that was available. We saw uh, Sword Art Online, which I'll be doing an episode on. That'll be out next week. Uh, Demon Slayer is coming out. This is another movie we were excited for. Spy Family. They're getting a movie. Yeah, it's Uh, anime movie season, honestly. Like, I can't... I feel like there is another, and that's amazing that there's more that I can't think of. Yeah. Yeah, we're here for it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Black Clover. Oh, duh, Black Clover's getting the movie on Netflix. Let's go. Yeah, March 30th. Yes. So, it's a great time to be an anime fan. I really, I think it's awesome. 
Also, I have to say, I caught up with Black Clover on Monday. And I just went into a pit of depression that I was caught up. I was like, where is the play next button? I have been binging this for a month straight. Where? Honestly, we're going to take this tangent because I still have not settled on another anime. You, as many listeners will know, it was like probably two, three weeks ago at this point that I said I was done with Black Clover and like nothing has been able to catch my attention. Nothing else has been able to pique my fancy quite like Black Clover did. Like I've I've gone through another couple of things. Like I watched uh, Classroom of the Elite and I watched a little bit of Vinland Saga and they're good. But that show was a comfort show and yeah. I, I have not felt that comfort again. Like I said it before and you looked at me like I was strange because you hadn't watched the show. I said that the Black Bulls were my favorite anime team. You told me that while I was watching. Okay. How do you feel now that you're all the way, you know everything about this team? I understand why you feel that way. Right? Like, And here's here's one very important thing. So I, I always bash on you for something that you just misworded a while back. I got what you meant talking about Naruto and its animation. And it's very interesting. When I started watching the show, my friend said that this was the most Shonen Jump thing that Shonen could jump, and I lost my shit. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I swear to God that Black Clover is Naruto 2.0. It's made by the same studio as well. So a lot of the storyline, a lot of the dialogue, a lot of the relationships is what I loved about Naruto, and I'm getting to see it. I think that's why I enjoy Black Clover so much. There was kind of a predictability factor because they were kind of repeating so many storylines, but they were kind of like switching Chakra out for Mana. Um, And instead of, I'm going to be Hokage one day, it's I'm going to be the Wizard King. (laughs) So there's so many similarities, but that's also why I love it because like I'm getting like this, this fresh version of it, I guess. And it's interesting that Andrew went so long seeing Black Clover and expressing how much he loved it. And I've watched Naruto since it came out, like since I was in middle school and how much I love it. So it's like, it says a lot about our taste and how similar they are. But also like now I've seen Black Clover and I understand it. And I know for a fact that you will actually love Naruto because so much of it is so similar. Like the whole devil thing. We have like the nine-tailed beast that's in Naruto. So it's like literally all those dialogues, all those storylines, all those reveals. I'm like, ah. <laughs> but there were a couple of things that pulled my leg out was like, oh, I did not see that coming. Or that was a great twist. And I'm, I'm going to stop myself right now because we are going to do an episode of just Zoo freaking out about Black Clover with Andrew and with um, Brian V. Klein of Source Pages. And Jay Scotty is watching it right now, too. So we'll see how far he gets by the time the movie comes out. So we are going to do um, a little episode of that. And just how fantastic the show is and how big of a void I have in my heart right now. And then just <laughs> kind of how excited we are for this movie and the fact that at least the, the manga is continuing and we will be having content on that soon. Awesome. Well, we've wasted enough time. So we are wasted. going to this is what this podcast is about. 
Well, you know, we're talking about great anime teams, and I know there's someone out there who is like, how dare you do that to Class 1A that wants to hear us talk about My Hero Academia. So we're going to jump in with a little bit of feedback. That person has texted me as well. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Probably has. Has. Love that for you. Uh, So we're going to jump in with some feedback, and then we're going to go right into the synopsis from there. Yeah. All right, well, so we got feedback. First one from Andre Sparks. Hey, guys, I just finished watching Battle of the Super Sons on HBO Max, and I got to say, just like Green Lantern, it was great. Won't spoil anything. I'll just say check it out. Can't wait for Legion of Superheroes next. Can't wait to see what you all think of both movies. Keep up the good work, Andre. I don't know about you, but I feel like I really need to watch these now. Like, this is... He, he's keeping us up to date with these movies. Like, I think we just need to have, like a like, a binge of all of these one weekend, like, just for Andre. Honestly, I think I'm going to. I just think I got over encumbered because I watched like that entire slate of DC animated movies last year over the course of like a week or two. And they were great, but it was a lot. So I think I'm ready to jump movies. It, It was. And I think I'm ready to jump back in now, see what else they have to offer. And I hope, hope again, Mr. Gunn, I know you're a listener. Anytime you want to come on. I hope that they do keep this you know, direct to video segment of DC that is not part of the DCU. Just keep letting these movies go on in the background mm-hmm. because everyone, Andre included, has said that they're great and I want to check them out and I want to have them to look forward to. So it's not, oh, we're getting an animated thing once a year, once every other year, because unfortunately that's what Marvel's doing to us. And it kind of sucks that we're having to wait for, you know, animated content. So let this yeah. non canon animated stuff keep happening because I know. Um, when Batman, oh gosh, I can't remember the name now. Brave and the Bold? No, there's a Batman animated movie. It's, I think it's the one after this that's coming out and it's supposed to be like Mm. a gothic horror with Lovecraftian themes going on. And they announced the cast, I think like a month or two ago. I'm super looking forward to that one. And I want to have these weird comic stories still be able to be told because that's not going to work on the big screen, but it yeah. is going to work really well in animated because there were actually, yeah, there was a trailer and it looked so bizarre and out there and I absolutely love it. So, yeah, I'd always get really excited walking into Best Buy and seeing the shelf stocked with these movies. This is when I was actually collecting every Blu-ray that I liked. Uh, and that was a that was a great universe. So, you know, I'm glad that DC is still doing stuff like this. I hope they keep it up because you got to imagine like the user feedback on this, like helps make the next set of movies right like you gotta get a better idea of what's working when you can test it with this direct uh what, what was it called direct to video yeah direct to video um content yeah and i mean it also has to be somewhat popular the fact that they're not just doing them as a direct to streaming option they're doing them as a direct to dvd tells you that there are people buying these dvds that they're not just making the money off of people who are waiting for them to come to hbo max so i Mm -hmm. hope that it is at least enough of a line on warner brothers's you know balance sheet at the end of the year that they say we can keep this it's making us enough um that will get something out of it yeah all right so our next feedback kind of leads into our synopsis. So we're going to hit that, read the synopsis, and we'll be talking My Hero Academia. Next email from Jonathan Kim. Hello. Finally get to see Deku's internal dialogue with One for All predecessors and a little more history of it. Definitely a key episode filling in some of the mysteries that we didn't know about. The show still does an amazing job giving us enough information for the story progression, but still keeps us guessing. 
along with a great soundtrack in the background. Seems like by the end of the episode, there is some time jump along with his classmates knowing his secret. It is touching that he wrote a letter to every single one of his classmates, definitely not out of character for him to do that. I guess we will see next time how much he has grown and how much time has passed. I'm wondering about the UA high itself. Are we looking at class 1A now being class 2A? Are we going to see new students coming in or are they taking a pause with all the events and changes in the world? Looking forward to the next episode. Oh, and one last thing. How about that neck of best genus? <laughs> Until next time, Jonathan. I want to just, is there anything that you want to hit on that before we get into the synopsis or is it just, I mean, the neck cracked me up. I can just. Uh, neck crack. Huh, there you go. No, the <laughs> neck was great. I think there's a lot to talk about, but I think it's going to be in the greater scope of our conversation. So before we get too spoilery for the people who showed up just for the news and listen to our lovely storytelling skills, um, we're just going to jump into the synopsis. I do want to preface this, though. Zuhair and I talked off air. We're both a bit confused about this episode, so there's going to be a lot of conversation that happens. Mm -hmm. We're going to get one for all and all for one confused probably multiple times, and Mm -hmm. we're probably not going to remember names. So forgive us if we're calling it the fourth user or by whatever their quirk factor was, because there's just a lot that happened in this episode. So we're going to do the best we can to explain it and review it and do a great job like we always tend to do. But you left the scatterbrains together for a minute. Also... (laughs) big thing if you don't read the manga and don't want spoilers do not do not look up the names of the past users so you You needed to hear what i said i I did hear what you said i I tried to take my headphones off and i still heard it but it's fine because i know (laughs) but it's like you needed to know this as well because i know the two naruto characters in the back are probably going to have important names the two Naruto characters? One of them looked like one of the characters. I can't remember who, but that's a conversation for another day when I finally watch Naruto, ladies and gentlemen. But, okay. but anyways, like I looked it up one day and then there was there was spoiler information like right off the bat that I just wasn't expecting. So um, beware. I'll have it up because I already spoiled it for myself. So I'll just avoid that thing. But um, beware. <laughs> okay, then. Now into our synopsis for this lovely episode 18 of My Hero Academia, Izuku, Midoriya, and Tomaru Shigaraki. Izuku awakens in the vestige of One for All, where he encounters all eight predecessors of One for All, with the second and third users facing away from him. The first user reveals that between One for All's increased growth in power and All for One's intervention, they are now freely able to communicate with each other and Izuku. The fourth user and user of Danger Sense, Hikage Shinomori, introduces himself to Izuku as they discuss with him about the true nature of One for All. He reveals that he died at the age of 40 due to, quote, old age after holding One for All for 18 years. Aware that All Might held the power for 40 years, they determined the One for All greatly diminishes the lifespan of those who already possess a quirk, and because All Might was quirkless, he saved them from this bur- he was saved from this burden. Due to this revelation, they surmise that due to increased power in the quirk and the decreasing quirkless population, Izuku may be the last wielder of One for All. Nana then confronts Izuku, asking if he is resolved to kill Shigaraki, stating that All for One intends to use his intense rage to overwhelm and finally steal One for All, which he has failed to do in the past. 
They are aware that Izuku felt like he needed saving, but warn him that he could be beyond saving and turn into an unstoppable monster. Izuku stands firm that he saw a little boy crying within Shigaraki during their encounter, and that All Might showed him one for all as a power meant to save and not kill. God damn it, it feels as I'm reading this. So while he is resolved to do so if he has to, he wants to try to save him first. The users accept his hand as Nana breaks down in tears, apologizing for testing him. Back outside, Hawks and Best Genus confront All Might about One for All, and realizing he can't keep the secret anymore, reveals everything to them. Several days later, Endeavor, Hawks, and Best Genus put on a press conference to address the public of Dobby's accusations and their plan to turn UA into an evacuation facility to protect the civilians. At the same time, Izuku gives his letters to all of his classmates, revealing the truth about One for All and All for One, and leaves the school. Um... The way that Hawks and Best Genus just came up, it was such a baller move. Like, um, hey, that that one for all, like, we need you to tell us about it. And just, just, just I love when they actually, like, show the little blue, like, glow in All Might's eyes. Like, it, it just makes things, like, so much more intense. And he oh, was yeah. like, all right, we need to talk about this in private. But just the way that we're like, by the way, yeah, you, you got some stuff to tell us. Let's let's get right to it. Whew. You also can't discount all might's flashback and being like can i tell them what am i doing you know we had to keep this a secret for so long but have things changed like how quick he was to process all of that information Mm -hmm. and be like all right maybe it's time but then for the fact that they still had to pawn this off and like keep it a secret at the press conference was also yeah you know that press conference was something yeah poor endeavor like hats off to him to finally like be able to do that he was like i fess up to my mistake but you still need heroes right now like we're going to deal with this as we get to see dobby like laughing on the other side of the screen yeah you know calling him out for it because at the end of the day without the heroes you just have the villains so as much as you want Mm -hmm. to try and villainize them you're still going to need someone to come in and you know protect everything that they're trying to hold dear like it's a weird chicken and the egg kind of situation yeah. where you can call out like, Oh, if the heroes hadn't have tried to raid these compounds, would this destruction have happened? Mm-hmm. But had they not raided the compounds, would the villains have had the upper hand and just jumped without all of the heroes there to even attempt to stop yeah. what was happening? Like there's no way of knowing that. And it's a, you know, huge conversation around the regulation of those kinds of things. And in our feedback email from Jonathan, he was talking about kind of like the evidence of time skip and the fact that Endeavor isn't on ventilators and Hawks has somewhat of his voice back is kind of a big indicator of that, too. Oh, I thought he was referring to like post hospital time skip. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it wasn't just, you know, Deku being out of the coma and leaving like we got more indications of that. It wasn't just. Deku like we saw that on multiple factors okay yeah I think there's definitely a bit of a time skip I just don't I don't know what that looks like because he did bring up the really Leads good question a month. well yeah but I mean he brings up the question of are we going you know class 1a to class 2a I still don't think that classes have resumed I don't foresee there being anything but all of the students and teachers are essentially you know 
guards to what is this evacuation and humanitarian site. Mm-hmm. It's like a snow day leave. Yeah, something like that. And I will say Except the snow was the ashes of all those cities that have been destroyed. In all the chaos and sadness, I'm just going to keep going because I had a happy note to talk about. I did. Uh, in the chaos and sadness, I loved seeing um, Deku and Bakugo's moms like together yeah. just walking in like, oh, what's going on? Like a little bit concerned. I was just like, oh, it's so touching. They're like little friends are going to hang out with everybody. But then to find out that, you know, he's running away from the school, essentially out on his own, you know, going full vigilante is <sighs> i know also, we're like, jumping you, deep you got a little joy out of that i had a flashback of deku's mom telling all might he's not coming back to school because of how terrified she is for him lo and behold soon after he's in a coma with his whole body destroyed yeah i i hope that she got a letter with like the explanation of what's happening because it's so funny. It's like, I feel like I'm forgetting someone. It, well, cause it's more of like, obviously you don't want, you know, your kid or your family or anyone to go through a situation like this, but it does at least make a little bit more sense when you understand the gravity of the situation that he is the successor to all might. He was given this power and responsibility and with great power comes great responsibility. So he has to, you know, go out and do this and make the most of the situation. And because of that, he was put in harm's way as opposed to just putting himself in harm's way. I feel like there, his mom needs to have that understanding. And I hope we get that even just an acknowledgement of her supporting him as opposed to being like, you know, what happened? I mean, she might be even more mad at All Might for giving him the power to put him in the situation. And it also makes me wonder, what did Bakugo's letter look like? Because he knows the story and because of what they went through, you know, next to each other. I want to see all of their letters. Honestly, I want to know what jokes he is trying to crack, what explanations he is trying to give. And Bakugo's most of all, you know, what what does he say to his best friend that is like, you know, angry that he's about to die? What do you say to this person mm -hmm. when you are saying, Hey, I'm leaving because you know, Bakugo is going to be upset and be like, Hey idiot, don't go by yourself. So what, what does that actually look like? And then the, like the classmates being like, Bakugo, what do you think of this? It's like, yeah, I knew all that. Yeah, exactly. Him finally being able to divulge that he saw this from a mile away, probably calling them idiots in the process, being like, yeah. how did you not see this obvious thing in front of you? Well, do you remember after the class 1A versus 2A exhibition when Todoroki saw Black Whip and he was like, were you holding back against me in the in the tournament? And yeah. he was like, oh, no, I just learned about this and this and that. So now Todoroki's like... Pfft. I mean, I'm sure they're all having this huge revelation of like, because they all kind of questioned what does Black Whip have to do with superpower? Like, you know, where is this super strength? Yeah. Sudden change. Well, no, haven't they like jokingly called the quirk superpower or something like that? Like to hide what the actual name being one for all is. Oh, I digress. That's not an important part of this story, but yeah, I it feels like we're going on another like mid season break here. 
this is a weird reset to just suddenly have in the middle of the season when we still have six episodes left or something along those lines. Like this is like a good arc shift though. Oh no, it definitely is. And I, I want to know, but I just, I need more of this information. Please tell me, you know, how are his classmates handling it? And, you know, answering Jonathan's questions about what this timeline actually looks like. Um, Dude, I love Uraraka and everything about her character and seeing her sit on the bench alone, like crying as she was reading that hurt so much. Mm-hmm. Another like, like, for all the other students, but like the way that they've they've shown her growth and development and how much she cares for Deku is just uh my heart. Yeah, like I'm again another letter i want to read like please give me what that emotional breakdown actually is like the acknowledgement of something you know to protect her and what that means to him i'm looking at her funko in case you're wondering why i'm turning my head just uh, looking at the whole my hero line of funkos just turning to look at the wall behind him ladies and gentlemen he's he's hiding his tears from the camera is one of these happening. days i will have like a proper man cave in a space of my own and these funkos will be like in video display and one day we'll have a video podcast yeah one day when we have a video podcast (laughs) you'll be able to see all of these lovely things because how many people don't even know what we look like and we're just faces in the void uh these funkos on the instagram maybe we should but i moved from a big space to a small space so it's like a lot of my funkos are in boxes but i love anime so much that the shelf is like anime well the top is Star Wars because their stands are weird, so it was hard to store, but everything else is like an anime-only shelf. <laughs> Love that. And I've held off on buying other Funkos, but I still buy anime ones because anime is great. Anime is great. But sometimes anime is confusing. So we started at the end. We kind of got our big emotional you know, parts out of the way, it feels like. Now for the confusing stuff. Yeah, let's, let's kind of jump into this conversation because it was really interesting to kind of start to dig into like even the surface level of what was going on. And I was kind of glad to find out that they acknowledge the reason that we've never had this conversation before, that it's the broadening of power and the collision of one for all and all for one that allowed for this to finally, you know, be a presentation of powers. Um, why they had thrones is questionable, but how surprised were you to see some representation of All Might there? And personally, because how... I called it last week and I was talking about how much I wanted it and like what like spirit form of him will come. And I got every bit of that. I got every fucking bit of that. And I cannot tell you how happy I was and how much I wanted to text you guys right away. Just like. We see like his glowing statue on his throne and then All Might in his actual form saying like, I feel my presence there. I feel the intensity of the conversation. I don't know what words are being spoken, but I'm feeling the emotion of it all. I fucking loved every single bit of that. And I called it last week too. Huh. Satisfaction. And now that you've all had your ears blown off, I was expecting a reaction. I don't think I was expecting one that good, but I, I have I'm... to give you credit for something too. Do you want that while I'm still hype? Oh, let's go for it. 
we have had multiple conversations about where the strength of one for all comes from if it was part of the quirk if it was something that was developed so i'm glad we got some insight on that about how each one just got stronger because it was just the quirks piling up like just gave like a physical empowerment and bulkness and i thought it was just part of the original quirk whereas you told me that it was the stacking thing and i just i'm still confused about a lot of one for all but that was one of the things that was cleared up for me, and I was like, ah, got it. And I think Scoots was on the same train as you for that. Yeah, he was, and we had feedback. I know it was a week that you weren't here that kind of cleared that up for us a little bit. I can't remember who. I think it was Fabian. Uh, of all people who would come in to correct us like that, uh, it totally makes sense. But yeah, there there is clarity, but I still want to know the nitty-gritty of like, okay, why wasn't All Might able to use you know, Black Whip or any of the other quirks at those points, you know, what mm. part of that has suddenly changed. And I mean, the big things are like, you know, what are these other quirks? I, I'm sure that's part of what you were alluding to with the spoilers oh, of the names. Time out? Yeah, like the two people in timeout. What were they doing <laughs> there? What are their quirks? Why Why have they been shunned out of the fold? They're, they're definitely setting up for that kind of stuff. But it was so, so off-putting, I guess, to actually listen to all their perspectives and the way that they, they almost seemed like they were talking down to Deku at first of like, hey, you need to listen to us because we know what's right. So for him to be able to turn it back and put them in their place and be like, no, I want to help this person. Like, because I even joked last week, like, eh, maybe, you know, Nana Shimmer here, she's going to be out for revenge. Oh, no. So to have her come out of nowhere and be like, you're going to murder this man. I was so taken aback by that but even being an option on the table. She said that with, oh, my God, she like she felt so guilty for having to say those words. Oh, no, you could tell it wasn't an easy thing, mm -hmm. but I still wasn't like prepared for it. I was like, oh, no, she's going to like take the caring approach. I was not expecting her to be, you know, the avatar that is coming in here and being like, you should do some murder because that's fun. Like it's not, yeah. I didn't expect her to be Kiyoshi, I guess is kind of where it's coming. And it's from. another thing. Uh, I'm not going to go down this tangent, but like I've read the Kiyoshi books, which are all canon. And it's like, now that I understand more about her person, like I hate those murder jokes for Kiyoshi. Cause it's like, she's not really like that. Leave her alone. <laughs> um, I know she's not like that too, but it's way more fun to joke. It is, but it's like, you, you people don't know. Like I have not finished a whole book since middle school and I could not put these Kiyoshi books down. They were so good. Um, there is my stamp of approval on those books. People, please go read them or read an audiobook If that's your thing, I don't care. Just consume that content. Um, the the vestiges have never had to worry about a all for one descendant. They've all dealt with that same person over what seven, eight generations. Yeah. Whereas this is the first time that they've had to deal with somebody else. So for them to be like, hey, you cool with killing this dude? Deku's the only one that's gonna be like, well, I've kind of seen this person in person. Like, sure, you gave birth to the father of him, but, like, we're actually dealing with a whole other individual right now. Like, there's some potential redemption here that you guys have never had to deal with because you've only dealt with the all-for-one villain that felt like he was doing the right thing for himself. 
Yeah, and I think at the end of the day as well, there is the opposite perspective of they've been dealing with this for generations. There's some pent up rage that's happening. I can understand their side of the, you know, spectrum because obviously Deku's going to be the innocent one that comes along and says, no, I want to take, you know, the nicer approach to it. They've been dealing with this for way too long, watched him do, I'm sure, some of the most inhumane things possible. So I don't even know who's necessarily in the right. Like, obviously, don't kill Chigaraki. Murder is bad. But there, how else do you stop this power? We've seen that it's nearly unstoppable. You know, wh- I don't know why it took do? you saying murder is bad for me to realize this, but the parallels... <laughs> of this dialogue of should Deku kill Shigaraki is in line with what Hawks is dealing with for having to kill twice. Like we're seeing that it's not something that these heroes get away with. Like people are furious about it. Yeah. This is a moral thing that the heroes are dealing with right now that we're casually saying like, kill him if you need to. It's like, yeah. no, it, there is weight to that. Like, the heroes were made off of these ethical guidelines that they have to abide by, and there's strict enforcement of that. Yeah, I think it's very easy to get lost in that grandeur of superhero world, wherein, hey, you know, there's superpowers going on. Some things are probably going to happen where the occasional villain might die by the hero's hand. Like, but they we are, saved the day, so it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're trying to keep this grounded in some sort of reality, wherein the public is probably not going to just casually be okay with that. They're going to have questions and be like, well, if you did that to him, what's to stop you from doing this to us? And I'm sure he is absolved of any responsibility, seeing that it was, you know, to protect others and for the greater good, and he is a hero after mm-hmm. all. But and the fact that he didn't kill best genist that's kind of a yeah factor. he didn't actually kill best genist and he didn't kill anyone else it was more of a like this is an actual act of self-defense because of the possible repercussions that could have happened mm-hmm. at the hands of someone who was already like twice was a murderer not that yeah we could pull out the batman quote and be like if a murderer kills another murderer the same number of murderers are in the world but there is something to that. i don't have to kill you but your medical bills will <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite <laughs> yeah you know you're not okay with murder but you know lifelong injury is okay but we're yeah, you know this, this the stuff that we were confused about seems to be making more sense as we're saying it out loud i will say the one thing that confused me it took me forever to figure out that it was all might sitting in the chair because of the way that they were using his like given name as opposed to all might ah. I kept being like, who is, what is this character that we like have never heard of? Why have I, like, I completely forgot that was his name. And then when it all dawned on me, the pieces came together. I was like, oh, okay. That's why the glowing gold and the hair and everything else. Like it took me a solid, like two, three times of them saying his name and showing the gold character on camera that it finally, you know, worked itself into place. It was also confusing because we've heard Grant Nero call him Toshinori a lot. So it's like, had we heard that, we would have been like, sure, that's it. That, that's his name. But his name is Toshinori Yagi. And they kept calling yes, him Yagi in Yagi. that episode. So I was like, I was like, that's 
like I couldn't remember his name in the moment, but I knew that wasn't it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to remember how Japanese works. I'm I'm thinking the one that um Gran Torino calls him is his like familiar name and Yagi yeah. is like his family name. I don't because the the way that they have it on this list, it says Nanashimura, Toshinori Yagi, and then Izuku Midoriya. Okay. So, so Shimura, Yagi, and Midori are the the the, sur- the surnames. Gotcha. So yeah, it, it that was one of my biggest things. But was there anything else that like majorly confused you as we kind of talk through? I guess my biggest thing is like they talk about the quirkless population diminishing. I don't think I realized that it was quite low enough for them to say you might be the last holder. That's a beautiful thing about rewatches is that you get to see the first episode again, where they're just like, wow, this is a really rare case. Well, I remember them saying rare, but I assumed it was like, it's really rare still (laughs) happening. I guess at the end of the day, it's more of like by the time, like, say you're 40, like, what are the odds of you coming across somebody? Yeah. Um, I guess it's more of a... We see all of these people, like the news reporters, for instance. There were so many of them that, like, were not having flaming hair or, you know, looked like a rhinoceros or anything like that, that I forget that there are a lot of people who have, for lack of a better term, useless quirks. Yeah, Midoriya's mom's is like floating things that are super light. Yeah, and I think that's exactly where my mind was like, wait, aren't there a lot of people without quirks? Because they just showed us all of the civilian public picking up arms and trying to attack this villain. In my head, they were all quirkless people. In reality, they were probably, you know, less quirk enhanced people. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they have things that are just, you know, physical features or something along those lines. So, yeah. I guess that does make a little bit more sense. And we got to see the washing machine again as I talk about the people picking up arms. No more powers, but more washing machine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that hero. Jill, you're out there and you're listening. We talk about this hero. That's what she was texting me about, too. (laughs) (laughs) She's got both uh, of us on the hook. Yeah, our whole conversation was scrambled, but it was in regards to my recovery. Um, So I was like, we started making like, my hero references to like when I was talking about my shoulder surgery recovery and I was like, I don't need any more surprises. And she was like, in real life or in my hero, I was like, no, in real life, my hero is doing a wonderful job and they can surprise me all they want. But I do need that nurse in my life. She just kind of kissed my shoulder back to health. And she was like, or you could have the laundry hero and whatever, find out whatever recovery ability they have. And I was like, no, that's still weirding me out. I know what the, I know what the nurse is about. We're sticking with that. <laughs> You're okay with just the big wet smooch. Uh, I like having my dominant arm working. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. If it takes a wet smooch by an old lady, bring it on. <laughs> I am actually going to tie this back into the conversation because us talking about the nurse did bring up another point that I wanted to think about. Well, no, because it's about the school. No, dirty jokes started popping in my head. I'm, I'm sure it did. Or... I'm continuing onward like nothing ever Please happened. Please do. Um, the, so the school, I like that it's like, oh, okay, they've beefed up the security. We built the dorms. So, hey, we can bring people in as a shelter in this location. That can't be the entire population of all of these towns that have been misplaced and or destroyed. I hope. Like, I, I love the idea 
and I think it's great. The severity that that makes me scared of is high. Like knowing that, hey, there's not much of the population left in these cities, so we can just move it into, you know, this school building. And it is definitely a larger than normal school compared to, you know, something we're used to here where you could probably fit, you know, a few hundred people in a gymnasium. Mm -hmm. They have a lot more space than that. But in my head, the logistics of that don't work out unless there was a lot of people that unfortunately didn't make it out of those cities. And that's... That was a hard pill to swallow because that was one of my first thoughts when they said that they were moving people to UA. My headcanon for that was that they specifically said that they were going to start with the families. So I think it was more of, um, we know you're worried about your kids because they're targets and this and that. We know that you want them to come home, but instead we are going to bring you to them. So the expanded part of this is that we're going to provide you housing so that you can keep an eye on your kid in our secure facilities instead of having to worry about commute. Okay. That's the first part. The second part is that like, this is a school in a central part of the main city that people apply to and travel to, as opposed to like the school that you're zoned for. So I think that, the cities that they're bringing people in from are outskirts cities, like the smaller cities, like the like relative to villages, I guess, like little suburban areas. And they're trying to bring people into a closer area because they can't have heroes spread across too much. So this is a solution to get people in those smaller areas to this big facility instead of having to pay for hotels or renting in places you can't afford and stuff like that so that the heroes can stay in a tighter area and have better uh overreach of the stuff that's going on and the the villain breakouts and everything as opposed to um keeping everybody at distance i love that i'm i'm totally on board with that being a thing because this is the kind of episode i was thinking to myself like wow we haven't had a nice like let's gush about things episode in a while Mm -hmm. because this is more like therapy where we're just trying to work through you know everything that happened in this episode me being like how do i handle what's happening and you trying to give some explanation to it and i i hope that it's working for all of you out there because we're going to be here for all of your attack on titan therapy needs real soon for that one though (laughs) (laughs) no neither do i but that was that was a very good explanation to something that i hate that my mind works that way sometimes but that was a huge thought that i had while i was watching the episode but you love that my mind works in the same way that i can come up with solutions yes we're quick like that (laughs) i mean we've had saturday sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday you know five six days to think about it it's we have other things going on that we think about. I mean, it's also, fine. like, I apologize if I burst anybody's eardrums on this episode, but it would happen, like, without fail if we actually recorded the same day that we watched it. Oh, my God. After. Like, the we do energy. need, like, time to just, Like, granted, it is because Ooh. of our schedules that we record on this day, but, like, oh, I need that time for just that mental decompression of just all the trauma that I've... And, like... For the people who are watching it now, it has to be like, oh my god, this is so sad. I was like, I'm so glad you don't have to wait every freaking week to find out what's happening next. So happy for you. Enjoy the next episode (laughs) button. 
Or the people that are texting that are like three, four weeks behind because they're on the dub and you're just yeah. like, oh, oh, you just wait. You just wait. It's only you have plenty ahead of you. Yeah, uh, like that one day that um, BVK from Source Pages was texting me like as we were recording on one of the future episodes and I was like, oh, does it hurt? <laughs> as the manga readers are looking at us right now like, oh, you <laughs> little little shit <laughs> they're even more upset but you gotta have that there's something about the visualization of all of this both are good both are good like both there's no good. there's no one way or the other but yeah. i will say i have one more point that i want to bring up and i keep hammering this point home because i think i want it to be true at this point there was something that nanashimura said that just is like is Gran Torino the father? I'm not sure because she said something along the lines of like me and him had to make that hard decision about what to do, because and it was because they were partners. I know, but I just like chips. Okay, we're we're finally getting to the root he of my was problem a here. They worked together, and he was a boy, and she was a girl. And if can they I did make it any more stuff, there was protection involved. He is not the father. <laughs> if there's ever an episode where they confirm it, we're just going to have to put it as like, you know, dubbed over one of those no. shows. Just no. you are that, not the father. That, if that gets revealed, the day that we watch that episode, I will sit here and take the roast. Like the day that both of us watch it, I will take the roast. It's not even a roast. I know it's a personal hope at this point. Like, I, there's, the, it's just whatever. I'm not even saying that I'm right. It's not one of those science things where I'm trying to come in here and be like, "Ha ha, yes." Because he's always like, he was. He's always like, you're, "You're like for Shigaraki. He's like you're ruining what your grandmother did and this and that." Like, it's not like that's fair. Like you're ruining our reputation because they don't know that. Nana Shimura is his grandma. I mean, now they do, but like, it's always about like, he's offended by what Nana's grandson did to tarnish her. He doesn't care about himself that much, right? That That's why I'm still seeing it as a platonic thing, that he is a friend and he is a partner and he is the only person that knew her secret of one for all feels for her and feels for her legacy and the person that she was because of what Shigaraki turned into, not because he's the bastard father. Bastard father. Well, that you get... mentioned Game of Thrones a bunch. The word just came out. Well, you've given me enough reasons to like, I'm, I'm with you. I just don't want to be. <laughs> I just want the ship. I want the ship. No, I can. And this is coming from the guy that kept sending you like ship, ship, ship from Black Clover. Oh, from Black Clover, yeah. I think it's also, it's the weird, funny, like, there's so many people in the show that you look at them in different situations and you're like, okay, but why are they hot? Because, like, but when Gran Torino was, like, when you first meet Gran Torino, it's just like, oh, he's some, like, He's some three two old man, whatever. But then, like, you cut to him in his prime, and it's like, why is he six seven and chiseled jawline? Like, what's happening? Like, Monica did this to me a couple weeks ago when we saw present Mike, like, not in his outfit with the hair tied back, and she's like, okay, but why is he hot? I'm like, what do you mean? 
why does it change now that he's not in uniform what's happening but i feel like when you actually slowly take these people apart like so suddenly when endeavor doesn't have the flaming beard and you're like oh wow he's actually handsome like midnight is just always midnight also um that was the other thing i'm gonna tie this way back in i talk about midnight i talk about you know people in their outfits uh seeing so many of those damaged heroes i hope we get uh, like a roster of who's coming back because i think it was um mount lady we saw like staring at her mask um during that flashback sequence and we saw a couple of the other heroes and i really hope we get um a little bit more of okay who's still in commission who's going to be part of this team up of the big heroes um to take down dobby from here it's going to be a venture yeah it um, is i feel like what we know from the league of villains is going to be put on hold as they recover and the primary antagonist is going to be the villains that got out of prison. Them or Toga's still on the loose. I feel like she's also a contender. I'm not going to say anything further because I saw the next time on. See, I don't watch these. I don't. So I got to say. I started watching them because first off, I was so traumatized that I couldn't just like pick up a remote. I was just listening to the song, processing what I saw and the music drop on those on the next time on was inc- like, I miss it. Like if you do a rewatch of, um, of like the first part of this, like go to the next time on like the music is so creepy. It gives you goosebumps. It's oh, so, so chilling. And when the fighting was over, they took that music out. So but there was like a silence? part of me that enjoyed the discomfort that that sound gave me. And oh. now I just I, now I just go through the credits and just see what comes up next. Okay, fair enough. I guess uh, have we'll you have seen like any up. of the the promotional art yet? I know I retweeted one of them the other day. For what? For Deku's look. Uh, no, I haven't seen too much of it. I've, I mean, I, here's the thing: I don't know what's fan art and what's promotional art at this point with Deku's look because there's so many people that have been talking about it. So I'm not Can not talk totally about it? sure. Yeah, I saw they released some posters and stuff. So go go nuts, man. Yeah. So. The little hood that he had when he first got his suit, Bunny. they're reincorporating that. Yes. They're reincorporating that, but it's like so beat up that it actually looks menacing now. So he's got the face mask over, he's got it over. And like what I was talking about, that little twinkle in All Might's eye when it turns blue, like it's all that that black, right? Because he's got huge eyes and that little twinkle of blue. They have that as green on Deku now. It looks so menacing. I love the look so much oh yeah i'm it's on my twitter <laughs> and i retweeted it off my hero academia's official page okay yeah it's a i mean it's a stark look compared to what we've seen out of deku for so long so i like it but it just feels 
Oh, it's a jump. It's a big jump to go from him being little boy in a coma to angsty, ripped up Batman. Also, there's a specific part of the clothing that I'm going to wait and see if they reveal Mm -hmm. it specifically. Because, like, if you know, I I need to know, too. But I hope, yeah, like there's there's going to be reason behind it. And I'm assuming Mm -hmm. they're going to talk about it. But otherwise, it was one of the first things I noticed. I was like, wait, what's that? And then it like popped up in one of the episodes this season. I was like, oh, that's what that is. So, yeah, for the longest time, I was just like, it's so funny how his mask looks. And then they just dismissed it like it's there, but he never puts it up. Mm -hmm. Except for when he was on patrol with Lemillion. Yeah. Um, and now that it's back, I'm like, I love how they did this. I, they made it look mean. Like, he looked like a goofy rabbit before, and now he just looks raw and mean. It's it's kind of bird-like. It's got that, it's got that predator bird type feel. Yeah, I'm getting just this, like, like a knight almost. Just that mean, chiseled, like, the way that the... Yeah. The thing comes down in front of a knight's helmet. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, it's it's rad. Things are gonna get dark again, dude. Dun, 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 dun. I know we've been getting that feedback, but like, dun, 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 dun. um, there's this dude on Instagram and TikTok. He has a collaboration with I think it's Anime Ape, the ones that do the jerseys. Yep, the baseball jerseys. His name is Tracy, Tracy, Tracy Allen. And he did like the the collaboration that he did is one of the jerseys is like the big three and the big three being uh, Naruto, Bleach and One Piece. It is that guy. Okay. And that video they were talking about, like, there was one video where it's like, what's the next gen? Right. Because they can't be like a new big three. Like, this is the OG big three. This is when anime picked up. Um. So they were like. Well, if you're going to talk, talk like, uh, even if they say Gen Z, but like, like, what do you call the new generation of it? It's the new Gen 3, not the new Gen Gen 3. That's what it was. Yeah. Gen 3. I knew it was a nice play on words. Um, and it was like, well, would you say it's this? Would you say it's this? And then it's like, you hear like excessive knocking on the door and it's like all these titles that are like potential candidates. Because I think they, he started with it as Attack on Titan is one of the three demon slayer yeah. is the second but who rounds out that third and then my hero academia and jujitsu kaisen were like two of the people knocking and the comments were flooded with black clover and honestly i wouldn't even put attack on titan on the list because it's been going on for so long now i think it's demon slayer jujitsu kaisen and my hero academia well this is part of a bigger conversation because he gets into it on his page i also happen to follow him that like they're not the big three because they're the best three. They were the biggest three that made an impact at that Mm -hmm. time when anime was taking off. That's why Dragon Ball Z is not part of the big three because Dragon Ball Z came first. It's, it's a whole thing. So I, for the longest time I I wondered why it wasn't Dragon Ball Z, but I was like, I'm sure other people are blowing up his DMS about that too. So I'm just going to wait. There's going to be a video. And when the video came up, I was like, thank you. You know what? We're going to, I'm going to go full sidebar here. Because we talk about the big three, and you guys made fun of a while back my pronunciation of Le Million, um, having this French accent to it. And apparently, it's not necessarily wrong that Le Million has this French accent because his look is based off of Tintin, who is a 
French cartoon character from way back in the day. But the reason that I'm bringing these characters up is because apparently the big three at UA are based on the big three anime in the way that they are designed and mannerized. That um, I need to fully get my bearing straight, but I know that Sun Eater is a little bit based off of Sasuke from Naruto. Does that does that line up in your eyes? It lines up, but if you're doing big three, like, wouldn't he just be Ichigo then? I mean, wouldn't he be Ichigo? I'm forgetting the girl's name. I think it's Hiro. Yes, the wouldn't she be Luffy? No, Le Million be Naruto. Le Million's Luffy. He's got that like aloof, fun-loving nature to him, in the way that you know, it's it's a weird thing, and it's it's a bit of a stretch. But there and there because there are different ways that people are interpreting it. Some people are interpreting okay. it off of their looks. Some are interpreting it off their mannerisms. Um, and I don't watch enough Bleach to know anything about where these. Uh, bleach characters would be coming from but i thought you would find it as a fun note that there are i really want to get him on the show to be honest like that reel about big three is like makes me want to have him as a guest on the show to just talk about those reels more and who his candidates for gen three are yeah i mean i would just love to interview him because he seems like such a fun guy with a lot of very strong opinions if you haven't checked him out you will not be disappointed just scrolling through his Instagram mm-hmm. or TikTok for the reels so um, to everyone out there. Oh my god, I great was laugh. dying on his reel about um, anime etiquette. Oh yeah. And how it's like, you <laughs> ask, I read the manga, have you? No. Okay, I'm caught up on the manga. What part are you on? I'm on this part. This, this, and this happened. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad that you're enjoying the medium that you watch it in. Keep enjoying and let me know what you think. I'm like, please come on the show and talk to us. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to DM him tonight. Why not? What's the worst that happens? Says no. Or leaves me on ride. Actually, if he reads me, that'd be like, oh my god, you read it. Um, Uh, Well, this has just been a decompression session. I feel like at the end of all of this deep My Hero talk, we had to, yeah, new podcast, uh, great idea, decompression session to go with the animation deliberation. But, you know, we've made it here to the end. I feel like we're just going to kind of wrap it up on this note because we could keep Mm. going all night long. Um, So if you had a great time, please, by all means, uh, leave us a five star rating and review. It's you had to have had a good time. if You made it this far. You made it this far. You had a good time. (laughs) So please, if you haven't yet, leave us a five star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. It is the single easiest and probably best way to actually help us support and grow the show. Outside of that, um, please leave us any sort of feedback you can in our email. Uh, that's animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com. That's how Jonathan and um, Andre both reached out to us this week. You can also DM us on any of our social medias, Animation Delib one on Twitter, Animation Deliberation on Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, honestly, Twitter those are is the, great the one thing that I will let you follow me on my actual profile too it's z with five u 786 that's the only public thing that i have so if you just want to at me about shit that you're 
excited about, like, by all means. I feel like that's the first time that you've ever plugged that, so... Yeah. yeah, I've talked. I mean, I talk more football in there than I do anything, but it's because like I've connected with fans. But I I like how I've connected with the randos that I've that I happen to meet like when I go to these games. Like I I meet them on Twitter and then meet them in person. Um, so like if I could expand that profile, I mean, obviously, like we want Animation Deliberations page to get followers too. But it's like if you're just gonna reach out to me directly, like. I, I'm very picky about who I add on Facebook and Instagram, even though I'm thinking about making my Instagram not private. But that's the only one where it's like, at me, I don't care. And just know, that's how I ended up on this show. So it, it <laughs> you never know what kind of friends you could make along the way. I'll be on. <laughs> <laughs> Timid little boy that's now the host of a podcast. But uh, it's co-host. been a co-host of a podcast. It's been a wonderful time this week, co-hosting doing delightful things. Hopefully uh, Jay Scotty will be back to join us next week, but if not, you can count on one of the three of us uh, producing something of some sort. Oh, dude, everyone is going to hear all three of us sing the song in a week's time span. Jay Scotty did it for Bad Batch. You did it for this one, and I'm about to do the sword art recording and i'm doing that by myself so unless you want to hop on just to sing it zoo hair what's a sword art recording i'm glad you asked <laughs> uh, there was a sword out online movie that hit theaters last week it was very enjoyable if you're a fan of the series i went to go see it i procrastinated on recording about it because i didn't have anybody to push me to do it um so now that i'm sitting here at my desk with everything ready to go like i might as well just record it so, if you're a Sword Out fan, check out that episode. I'm sure it won't be longer than 10 minutes, so just a quick bonus. Woo! We love bonuses, and we love all of you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. B-plus ultra, and as always, stay whelmed. And I had to go last, so, you know, that's what it is. Muscle, muscle. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 
and privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days guaranteed with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed. And right now you can get started for just $1. Text the word grade to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use. Text grade to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed. Text grade to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text grade to 323232 now. Text grade to 323232. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days guaranteed with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed. And right now you can get started for just $1. Text the word grade to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use. Text grade to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed. Text grade to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text grade to 323232 now. Text grade to 323232.